What a moment of excitement. The world stands still. Welcome to the Scott and Donna Show on Hear Women Talk. You're Donna. And I think you're Scott, and we're glad that you've joined us today. We're going to have a lot of fun. You're going to be informed. You're going to be entertained. You're going to be engaged, and maybe even you're going to be enraged. Now, Scott will probably do, be doing that part. Mm, perhaps. But we're going to talk about a lot of fun things as well. And today on our show, our topic for our inaugural flagship show, as Scott likes to call it, I do. for you to be thinking about are, these are our topics. Now think about this, regrets that you have had a hard time admitting, regrets that you may have had, but you haven't admitted it for whatever reason. You can admit it to us because we're not going to tell anybody. And secondly, we're going to talk about most embarrassing moments and how you handled them. Hmm, those are good topics. Before we get started, you need to know that your participation is important to, to us and I think to everybody who's listening because this is a calling show. So in order for the show to work, we really need you and want you and hope that you will call in. I think that's very important. And when he says our show, what he means is it's Scott's show, it's my show, and it's your show as well. So um, we want you to give us a call at 760-454-1134. That's 760-454-1134. Write that down and be a part of our show today. Can we give the number one more time? I don't think I could have written it down that quickly. Oh, am I talking too fast? I'm so sorry. Okay, here it is, 760. Write this down, Scott. 760-454-1134. Okay, I think I've got it now. Okay, good. All right, so we're going to be talking about regrets that you have had a hard time admitting or your most embarrassing moment or moment and how you handled the situation, which can be a very interesting part of what you want to share with us. And I think it's, it's fair that we get started uh, with Donna. Oh, is, uh, oh that's fair? Okay, don't put, me, me. don't put me on the spot or anything <laughs> like that. Okay, well, which would you like to hear, my... Um, Regret that I had a hard time admitting, or would you like to hear one of my most embarrassing moments? You know, it probably would be good just to just to um, upset you and maybe even enrage you if I shared one of your embarrassing moments, but maybe that would be poor form. So I'm going to let you pick one, whatever you like. That's probably the nicest you're going to be to me on the show. Is that right? Uh, very likely. <laughs> okay. All right, let me think, let me think, let me think. Um, regret. Ooh. No, let me start with the other one. Oh, wait a minute, regret. No, I think I'll start with that. That's what you're in for. This is my talented co-host, Donna Roy. <laughs> I'm going to start with my most, most embarrassing moment. Now, uh, I was in White Plains, New York for a class. White Plains? I, I had a bad case of diarrhea there one time. Scott, can you say Imodium? Okay, anyway, that's silly. That is silly. No, you probably shouldn't have, but okay, you did, and we must move past that. Might, that might be one of your most embarrassing moments <laughs> right there. <laughs> you said I had no trouble admitting it, though. No, you didn't, and that's good. That's progress. That is definitely progress. Okay, most Would embarrassing. Would you like to know how I handled it? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm here. I saw how you handled it. <laughs> I see the color of your, your face glowing with red. So, anyway, White Plains, New York. White Plains, New York, and I was there for a, um, for a class, and I had been in class all day long, and it's cold up there. It's cold. And uh, the gentleman that I was with and I, uh, that I was taking the class with, there was no romantic involvement or anything like that, but he and I left the class and we went to the, um, to the uh, local drinking establishment and we went up to the bar because, you know, it was cold. We needed to warm up a little bit. 
and do it legally. So anyway, we, we stood up. I was standing at the bar, and you know how you have those shirts that, uh, those jackets that are like shirts, and they button up the front, and they're jacket lookalikes, but they're actually shirts. I mean, they're actually tops that you wear buttoned up all day. So I had that on with a skirt, and then I had a, a coat, an overcoat on that had buttons as well. So I, I was standing at the bar, and I'm just talking away to everybody. Imagine that. I'm the hey, how you doing? How you doing? What's up? Uh, yeah. And I'm talking, and I'm unbuttoning the whole time. So I unbuttoned, unbuttoned down. On it. So then I went to take my what I thought was my overcoat off, and I had unbuttoned my shirt. And I opened up my jacket, and voila! Thank God I had Victoria's Secret on that day. And it was just, hello, girls. <laughs> and they were, they were there to party. But anyway, <laughs> so it was one of those, oh, my gosh. And so, you know, I, I pulled it back together and tried to get it back together. But um, it, it was too late. I mean, people had seen it already. And the, the bar was mirrored, so people in the other room had seen it. So, you know, by then it was like, okay, whatever. And uh, that was a pretty embarrassing moment, to say the least. I mean, I just played it off, you know. I mean, every all women have the same, you know, apparatus up top, just not, uh, you know, the same size, and they don't wear the same darling lingerie as I do. But it was quite the moment. Um, I can imagine that was. I'm picturing the moment as you know your your shirt opens and there's cheering throughout the establishment. You close your shirt back up and it goes silent. Is that about how it was? No, there was, it was, no, that was not exactly it. There was cheering and laughter for um, the first two drinks, I think, at well, least. <laughs> it seemed like it was longer to me. And then the next night when I came in there, say, Encore, do it again, do it again. <laughs> no. Well, that's made you comfortable with your nudity. I noticed you're doing the show topless today, which I'm in favor of. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. Come on now, let's clean this up. I guess it was me that started it. <laughs> So that was a that was an embarrassing moment, I should say. But how did I handle it? I laughed about it. I mean, what what are you going to do? I mean, I could have screamed and run out of the room, which is not really my style. So I just you know buttoned it back up, and I said, "Well, well there you go." <laughs> <laughs> now can I have a tall glass of wine, please, with a straw? Thank you. <laughs> I guess the other way you handle it is you you're no longer in White Plains and probably have never returned. No, and never want to go back. Thank you. <laughs> have been banned from White Plains, New York. We now live about 12 states from New York. <laughs> Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Well, this is a Scott and Donna show, in case you have just tuned in with us, and we're talking about regrets that you have not been able to admit or embarrassing moments and how you handled them. So give us a call if you're listening. If you're not listening, then, then you need to be. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> then you need to be. 760 <laughs> Three, four. Now, Scott, I know that you've had an embarrassing moment, or you've had regrets in your life, surely. I mean, I know you're you know, almost perfect, but uh, you need to think of something, and you need to share that. I just shared my most, in- well, that might not have been my most embarrassing moment, but it was pretty embarrassing. I imagine so. I, I, I was thinking about one when you first told me what the topic of this was going to be. I don't know why I would go all the way back so many years to this. But you know, I still feel something of an effect and always wondered about it. When I was about 14, I hope this is okay to talk about. I, I think it is. It is. Too. Uh, it's, it's pretty normal human stuff. But, you know, as a, as a young lad of 14, oh, that, that for me was when I started developing these sexual-type feelings. Anatomy or and feelings. Sometimes 
you know, that goes, you know, the kind of the first time you feel the tingle uh, okay. of, of a sexual feeling. Okay, I like this. Go ahead. And I was, I was making my bed one morning, which, you know, was required in my German household. And I was making, making the bed, and while I was making the bed, I was fully clothed, but I was still sort of gratifying myself. If that's okay to say. Okay. And Ooh. and I, 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 of course, thought that no one was watching. Why would you do something like that if you thought someone was watching? Well, why watching? would you do, do that while you're making the bed anyway? I, I, I don't know. Okay. It's also brand new at 14 okay. that you don't recognize, you know, may, maybe how that should be handled and compartmentalized. And I turned around as, as I was doing that. And there in the doorway stood my father. And... So I can tell you how I handled this. Okay. I looked at my father, and my father looked at me, and I think we we both kind of dropped our heads at the same time, and he slowly walked back uh, down the hallway, and I really wasn't able to look him directly in the eye for maybe 10 years. <laughs> we have never talked about it. Um, you know, we both just that morning pretended that that hadn't happened. And look, that was a school morning. I was doing that five minutes before I had to go catch the bus or whatever oh it my was. Gosh. But we've never talked about it. And that that was decades ago. I don't think I want to ask him about it now for fear that he'll remember and <laughs> and it'll, it'll reawaken all of his pain. You might should talk to him about it and go ahead and, and get past it. Shall we call my dad? We'll see if Dustin can get my dad on the line. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. No, 760-454-1134 if you want to tell us about your most embarrassing moment. Yeah, we've know you, we know you've got some. I don't think there are any of us crawling around on this earth who haven't done things that are completely embarrassing. Hmm, no, I'm sure that there are not. More of my things are, are things that I've done that I'm completely ashamed of, but they're not particularly embarrassing. They're just things that I'm ashamed of that I really wouldn't want anybody to know. But the embarrassing moments when this was your idea. I know it was, and topic. it's a good idea. It's it a is. good topic. It's a great idea, and it's so nice on the radio to be able to just say these things because we can't see each other's faces, and it's fun to admit and you notice the ones the, the the one I admitted was from so long ago that yeah, I've gotten over that. Okay. Now I had another one. Um, you know, occasionally in my life I've gotten a chance to go out with, you know, a, a, a girl who you know would be my dream girl, and that's changed over time. And um, so naturally, you 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 want to you want to put your uh, best foot forward. And, you know, so I, I got all dressed up for this one girl, and she, she was something pretty close to a goddess. Okay, well, well, you know what? I'm so anxious to hear this story about this goddess in your life. So anxious, but... Anxious it, enough that you're going to take us to a commercial I break, I am. Right? It's time to take a break. It's time for us to stop talking for a minute, and we're going to take a breath, and we want you to do the same, but stay right there because we'll be back on the Scott and Donna Show. Welcome back to the Scott and Donna Show. Thanks for joining us. And let's say again that our call-in number is 760-454-1134. And our topic this segment is a continuation of uh, life's embarrassing moments and how you handled them, things that you haven't admitted to other people before, or things that you have done in your life that are extremely regrettable. And, uh, you haven't admitted that. I haven't, haven't admitted those haven't things either. Boy, I really it. walked all over that topic. But, That's okay. um, 
I, I think we got the gist of that. Well, they're a little confusing. They're a little confusing. Regrets that you have had a hard time admitting. Okay, something that you've regretted, but you didn't want to admit that it was regretful because your pride got in the way. I've got a great one. I've got a great one. And um, before I get to that, most embarrassing moments and how you handled them. That's important. Everybody gets embarrassed, but how do you handle that moment when you're embarrassed? Do you, uh, you know, shrivel up and die right there on the spot? Or you, do you go with it and, you know, try to do a cover-up or just um, make it a funny moment? Because, okay. frankly, that's how I handle embarrassing moments for the most part is just try to make them funny. Well, thank you for uh, restating what the topics were because I think my description was sort of a swirl of words and you managed to um, put it in English. Well, that's why I'm here. <laughs> I have to do that with you because you talk so much and sometimes it gets all confusing. So that's why I'm here. Now, before we went to break, you were talking about a goddess, going uh, yes, out with a goddess. Yes, yes. And, and this probably isn't the most terrible moment in the world, but it was, it was, it was the most terrible moment in the world when it occurred. Right. I can tell you that. So I'm, I'm, I'm out with this girl. Uh, maybe she was the most beautiful girl I had ever been out with. It's hard to say, but it was, it was that kind of a thing. It was an event in life. And so we're all dressed up, and I, you, know, you want to show off a little bit. I took her to a fantastic restaurant that I could not afford, and um, I was encouraging her, you know, wanting to be a big shot at a very young age. Maybe I was in college. Were you 14? <laughs> no, I wasn't 14. <laughs> Yeah. Good. Okay. Um, Go on. And I was telling her about the other embarrassing moment. No, not really. But I was saying, <laughs> wanting to be a big shot, I, I said, look, you know, anything, anything, oh, this sounds so cheesy, anything on that menu you want. You know, I didn't want her thinking she had to order the half-size house salad. I want her ordering 16 lobsters or something like that. So, you know, we were ordering up and all this extra stuff and wine and all that jazz. And I think you could see where the story is headed. I had no wallet. <gasps> I hate it when that happens. And, so and she had to pay. No, she didn't have to pay because she didn't have any money with her at all. I had to call mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> and they came no. down to the restaurant. Boy, Mr. Big Shot, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, if you knew my parents, you would know that in a situation like that, they're not going to be discreet. They're going to walk in and make sure that I am feeling the moment completely in front of the girl and take me completely down to my socks. Oh. Uh, so that one, that, oh. that one left a gaping scar. And, so that's uh, what's wrong with you. I've never been out with a girl again. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lie. You have to. That's, that's pretty embarrassing, though. I would admit that so that's... Now I keep money tucked in both socks, tucked in my underwear. Those little short you know. socks? Why do you put money in those little short socks? <laughs> it's just coins. Okay, just coins. All righty. Uh, and our number is, in case you didn't write it down before, I don't know why people wouldn't call if, they're, if, you know, if we have any listeners, which I hope we do, but if people are afraid to call, they don't need to be afraid to call us because we are just you know a couple of um, kids sitting here talking about things that really don't matter. Right. <laughs> so it's like the Seinfeld show for that matter. Right. Neither one of us is particularly bright. Uh. <laughs> no, no college degrees or, uh, you know, no full-time jobs. We're just, we're doing this just because we don't have anything else to do. <laughs> you know, perhaps uh, to encourage callers, to encourage uh, 
Uh, yeah, to encourage callers, <laughs> maybe we would want to ask, what, what, what is the proudest moment of your life, the greatest success of your life, and that everybody's comfortable talking about that, but maybe these things are so embarrassing that people, people just refuse to call in and share. You know what I suggest? They're embarrassed to share. They're <laughs> embarrassing moment. Yes. <laughs> so in other words, uh, we can see, that is Donna and I can see, how you're handling the embarrassing, embar- embarrassing moment you're not facing it. So go ahead and face it. And if you want to, when you call in, you can say, hi, I'm, I'm, I'm Miss Anonymous. That's right. We you don't, don't have to, to know who name. you are. That's right. Absolutely not. Because we don't really care. It's not really fair to do that. <laughs> but if you would like to do that, that would be just fine. You were talking about something else a moment ago. Just when we came back, you let me finish that, that embarrassing moment. That was moment. kind of me, wasn't it? It was, it mm. was wonderful. Yes. We're being so sweet today. (laughs) (laughs) I think all that changes in show numbers two, three, four, and the higher numbers. I think you're probably right, Scott. But, uh, yes, I was going to move on to the second part of our topic, which was regrets, or which is regrets that you have had a hard time admitting, a regret that you have not admitted for whatever reason, pride, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to admit that I have done something that I regretted. That's, uh, I've got one. I've got a great one. And this is going to be like, you know, an inspiration to you, Scott, because I'm actually going to admit this. And I hate to admit that I make a mistake. But if I make one, I make one. And I'll admit it. I married my first husband for all the wrong reasons. I regret marrying my first husband. What were the wrong reasons? I, I, I'm sorry about that interruption, but what were the wrong reasons, it, to the extent you feel comfortable sharing them? Oh, sure. Uh, of course. I'm here to, you know, just to let it all out. And, you know, I've been, this has been bottled up for so long, oh, and babies. I've got to admit this. Say what you feel. <laughs> no, I've admitted this plenty of times. But the reasons that I met You Mary, admitted it to your divorce attorney, <laughs> to the judge. Yeah, and finally, this was the worst part, admitting it to my mother. <laughs> admitting it to mom that was a revelation so oh boy oh boy oh boy we're so excited because we have our first caller and it's Dottie and she is from the Midwest and hi Dottie thanks for calling hey well I'm glad to be your first caller I feel very special that's exciting you are special we will always think of you as special yes we'll always say hi to you hi Dottie <laughs> or at least always think of me right <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have an embarrassing moment in how I handled it. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Share that with us, please. Well, many years ago, um, I, I teach horseback riding lessons, and so I was um, at another person's home teaching on one of their horses. And my daughter, was uh, she has learned to disabled, and she's about 8 or 10 years old, just a sweet little girl that sees the world a little bit different than everybody else. And while I was busy teaching the riding lessons, I heard this big whoosh. And I wondered, wow, I wonder what that was. I never heard that before. And then I didn't think about it. And then I went back the next week to the uh, same place to teach again. And the owner of the barn there came up and said, gosh darn kids, I'm so frustrated. I'm so mad. And this really sweet guy I've never heard utter an angry word ever. And he said, they turned all my birds loose, and I went, gulp. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he had about, oh, well, 150 very diverse, beautiful birds, from par- peacocks to cockatiels to pigeons to all kinds that he'd collected over the years. And so I sat there quietly, and I thought, 
I better ask my daughter. I thought this silently, right? Better ask my daughter. So I went home and asked my daughter, and she goes, "Yeah, mom, they told me they wanted to be free." Oh, that's <laughs> wish I heard was her turning them loose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so what did oh you do? God, I mean, how God. did you handle it with the um, with the gentleman? Well, it's so funny because I uh, definitely had an ethical dilemma there. I could have walked away, and he'd have never known, and he right. could have blamed those kids forever, whoever they were. Um, but I didn't. I walked back over, didn't take my daughter with me because I didn't want to, you know, try to hide behind the little girl. <laughs> and I went very humbly, and I said, Sir, I am so sorry. I had to check first before I told you that my daughter, she's the one that turned your birds loose. And he laughed, and he said, oh, no worry, don't you worry about the thing. They all came back. Really? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> then, yeah. I guess when they got out of the world, there wasn't food in a bowl. They returned it. Yes, <laughs> a lot then, of us did it. And then a month, then a month later, he moved, and he actually gave my daughter all the birds. So we wound up with the birds. <laughs> that is such a sweet story. You that know, is such a sweet story. You handled that so well that... It, it might not even be an embarrassing moment if that had happened to me because you handled that with total grace. Well, and the moral of the story is she did the right thing and he turned around and did something nice for her as well. So that is beautiful. True, I think true. I'm going to cry. I had no idea the birds would come back. I didn't hear you list chickens in there, and I thought, well, there's that thing about chickens coming home to roost. Um, but I didn't think <laughs> the other birds would come back, but I'm, I'm glad they did, and I hope they all lived happily ever after. Indeed. Thank you, Dottie. Well, we appreciate that call. For all. Good. Th- <laughs> thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Please please call again. Yeah, we hope you join us next Friday, okay. too, Dottie. Thank you. Yeah, we'll do. All righty. Thank you. You know, and one uh, interesting thing that she said was the birds returned because uh, they came back to get food and shelter. That's like a lot of men. You know, you kick them out or they leave, and then they come back because they're, they need food. They need shelter. They need you. They need women. Did you think your co-host was was another woman who would pile on on something like this? No, I just thought I would throw that out there and see how you reacted, really. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't really get the reaction that I was looking for. There, so You just got a comment. dead stare from, from me. I think yeah. there are probably as many needy women as there are needy men. Oh, watch out now. We could go. This is a whole different topic for a whole different day. But I will say that women uh, you know, are primarily the, uh, the caregivers and the um, – let's don't even go there. Let's don't even go there. Yeah, because it wasn't even true. It is – well, uh, <laughs> anyway, what we're talking about today is um, maybe something that we should um, move on uh, past <laughs> and talk about something else. But um, – Seven six zero four five four one one three four is our number. Think about it. Think about um, a regret. I, I just told you mine. I married my first husband, and my mother said all along that I shouldn't have, and I told her yes, I should have, and then I finally had to say, "Mom, you're right." I had to admit it, and that was really hard. But anyway, think about yours, and if you think about something else that uh, is an embarrassing moment, or we're going to come up with something else to talk about, we actually have other things to talk about. Coming up, but we got to go to break now. As soon as Scott starts to talk, I got to go to break. I'm sorry, I hate it, but we have to take a short break right now before Scott starts to talk. I promise that we'll be back with more. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Scott and Donna Show. Thanks for joining us today. Our call-in number is seven six zero four five four one one three four. 
And we have been talking about embarrassing moments and regrets in life. And uh, where do you want to go from here, Donna? Well, if you don't have any more embarrassing moments, or if you don't have any regrets that you haven't been able to admit and you want to admit them now, this is your opportunity. I'm giving you a chance. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give you one of my regrets. Okay. I, I regret that, that we have somehow uh, misaligned our marketing efforts and we apparently have bashful listeners. What, well, can we, what can we do about that? Well, I think that there are a lot of things that we can do. There are a lot of <laughs> things that we can do. We can pass out business cards. We can uh, tell, of, tell all of our friends, this is our inaugural or flagship show, as you know. So I think that um, people may be a little bit leery of calling in. Maybe they just want to check us out and see if we are idiots or if we um, kind of know what we're talking about. And, uh, Gee, I wonder what, what they've decided. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering that, too. <laughs> I mean, what gives us, you know, why are we on the radio? Or why are we on an Internet talk show? What gives us the, um, you know, the uh, ability to do so? And Donna, we're both going to we... lose our jobs if you keep talking like <laughs> this. <laughs> well, I know why I'm on here. Because I, I think I think. Why are you on here? <laughs> those who employ us are asking themselves that same question right now. What are their qualifications? <laughs> what have we done? Oh my gosh! Get that big uh, cane and hook and pull them right off. Well, we have been talking about that, and it's been um, it's been fun. But you know what? I'm out of here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 Not that much fun. No, it's, it has been fun. And uh, I think what we'll do now is kind of shift gears a little bit, if it's okay with you. And we will we'll shift gears. Sorry. Okay, there. Is that better? I'm, in the, I'm talking in the mic now. Let's, you know, because we are in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and because we are um, a service industry um, area for the most part, a lot of jobs here are the service-related, and uh, a lot of people uh, that come to our area may not understand that the people that are working in this industry rely on tips as one of the, the you know one of their main sources of income and I think that a lot of people uh, don't tip as well as they should now as a female when I um, have been with a gentleman and out um, on a date which is rare but anyway when I have <laughs> no I have a wonderful boyfriend and then that's uh, another story but um, and he tips very well he's a good tipper and uh, that's important because if I were out with a with a, um, a gentleman and um, you know and he was looking at the bill and going over every little thing and and you know calculating okay now um, get the little calculator out to calculate a tip that is embarrassing Ooh. That is bad. That's not only embarrassing. He should be embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. But it's it's embarrassing because our uh, the, the people that are waiting on us, the service staff, they deserve better than that. They're working hard, and this is a, a main source of their income. So I think that when people come to the beach that, um, that they don't realize that often. And I also think that... Uh, that <laughs> That uh, I'm wondering, actually, I'm wondering what um, you know. What do people think? What do people think they they should tip? And uh, if I were uh, if I were in the service industry like that, I would be really upset if I gave it my all and did my best, and I got uh, you know anything less than a twenty percent tip on a meal. What do you think? Well, I would feel that way too. And and actually, I'm kind of thinking about this from from a different perspective than than you. I believe I I, I sort of feel when I'm at a table with a group of people that 
that in, in some way, this might be a slight overstatement, but that all of our reputations somehow are on the line based on who's going to leave that tip and how much they leave. You know, yesterday I was at lunch with a, with a couple of fellas, and uh, one of them was picking up the bill, and he is, he is a uh, professional, a well-paid professional. And uh, the, bill, you, right? the bill was uh, uh, $40. I, from what I could tell, the bill was $40. Well, it was $40. And um, I just noticed I wasn't looking to see what he left. It, it really wasn't my affair, but I caught a glimpse of it, and he left $4. And I was I was pretty surprised by that, and I didn't know whether I should should make up for it or just keep my mouth shut. I decided to keep my mouth shut. But when we're talking about what tips a a woman or a girl feels that a guy should leave, probably the the most interesting moment for that is when they're on a date. Because if you're married, you probably see those things the same way. But on a date, if you're a woman and you typically leave maybe an 18% tip. I know some people are still still on 18%. Um, you, you may feel that that's what you should be leaving, but when you're out on a date, I would imagine that most, most women do want to see what kind of tip the, the guy is leaving. And if he's leaving, eight, I'm just wondering if they feel that he should be leaving 18% or they want to see the man sort of be bigger than that and leave something more generous. Well, it's a reflection of their character. Yes. It absolutely is. Yes. Now, so, Scott, let's see what Jeff has to say about it. Jeff is a, a caller. He's on the line now. He's calling from the road. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for calling. You're welcome. A uh, couple of things about this. One is uh, we have some friends from Europe, and when they come over to tipping is always the big issue because they have no idea how much to tip because evidently in Europe they, they don't tip nearly as much as we do. And when you mentioned the thing about the checking out the calculator, this guy's a fancy phone with an app, calculator app on it, and he's always calculating the tip because he doesn't know what to do. Um, but uh, I think generally I'm a pretty good tipper, but I got a question for you. If you go to you call in a pizza, two, two pizza questions. First, if you call in a pizza, you go pick it up. It's not delivered. Should you tip? Oh, we're going to stop and deal with that question? Yeah. Before we get to question number two? Should okay. you tip if you're picking it up? Yeah, I'm, may I answer for that I, one I first? I wish you would, please. Uh, Donna, um, what I do when I go pick up a pizza, we're just talking about one pizza because um, I'm one guy. I tip, depending on how cute the... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I tip if if they're really nice to me, I'll give them um, five or six dollars. And if it's more like they're not even looking up from the cash register, and uh, they they obviously would rather I not be there at all, I'll give them two or three dollars. Uh, that's that's when I'm picking up. And the reason I do that is because most of the po folks working in these pizza places are are young, you know, high school and college age, and that can be a help to them. So that's how I tip on that. How do you tip on that, Jeff? Uh, it, it varies. Uh, it, it really depends on how I'm treated when I walk in there. You know, uh, number one, I, I don't tip like I do when I'm being served, when someone is waiting on my table, cleaning up after me and all those kind of things. I think it's a totally different deal. And, and, and if the guy puts the feed in the box and shoves it to me, he's not going to get much of a tip. 
well, you to get angry. Well, I agree know? with you. But, 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 you know, but they don't act like they appreciate the fact that I came to their establishment to pick up their their their, their product and, and then not get anything. And that happened, you know, a couple times just recently. He's recently brought it up. The other thing is how do you tip the pizza delivery guy? Is how do you tip the pizza delivery guy? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. How do, how do you do? Okay, guys, you're giving the guy five or six bucks when you pick one up. How much do you put the damn guy that brings them to you? Well, he's, you know, he's a, he's a big spender there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I tend to be a little bit ridiculous on tips, so pr- probably um, I probably should say a lower number because I don't want anyone to think I'm showing off or something. But when somebody comes to pick it up, I'm probably giving them, you know, ten ten dollars. Oh, somebody it, brings it to you when they when they bring it to my door. Well, it depends also on. I think I don't mean to interrupt you, but um, a lot of times when they deliver it to you, they will charge you a delivery charge. And then expect you and, and tack that onto your bill, and then expect you to tip as well. So you have to kind of look at that. Some places do charge a delivery charge right out of the chute. So do you tip? Um, the, well, you have to kind of ask who's getting that delivery charge. Is it yeah. is the Pizza Hut getting it, or is the g- kid who brought it to you getting it? So you have to feel like mm, it's probably not the kid that's bringing it to you. Probably. So you not. still want to give them. Nice. Yeah, and, and and then who's who's paying? Probably not good. Uh, we're losing. We're losing him. Are you still there, oh, Jeff? Oh dear. No, I'm here. I'm okay. Here. And he's paying for his gas to get there, and yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that when they bring it to your door, I I typically will give them you know a pretty good tip if they're friendly and they're hey how you doing the pizza's hot and they're you know really uh, really into it and I'll give them a pretty good tip. What do you tip them, Jeff? Yeah, I do. I tip them. Yeah, I but it's usually I don't give them ten bucks. I usually give them five. That's when I shop off the pop ups. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, but that's what I just wondered about. And when you put this subject up, I thought it was a good opportunity to hear your opinion. Uh, but but in a restaurant, I'm I'm usually a hair. I think. And 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 Mary, I always base it on the on the service I get. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I'll shell out a large tip if I've gotten crummy service. Yeah. How about if you've gotten if you've gotten crummy service? Um, maybe somebody's order was was a little bit wrong, and the service hasn't been good. There hasn't been rudeness, but there just hasn't been good service. Uh, do you tip at all, or but what's how do you how do you how do you yeah, what are your considerations? It's, 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 well, it's rare for me to not tip something. Okay, uh, and. And, but I have been, not mentioning any names, out someone who got crap service and wrote a freaking epistle to the manager on the bill. <gasps> Front, back, extra pages and everything about the service. Which oh, my kind goodness. Of but, you know, she got a point across. Uh, and that I wouldn't dare go back to that restaurant ever again <laughs> and take the chance on getting that waitress because there's no fault what she's not putting the food. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, but... <laughs> Well, but, uh, yeah, I usually tip something, even if it's bad service. But I will cut the tip way back if the service is not good. Yeah, I think I think you would just about have to. Uh, the the waiter or waitress would have to call my mother a whore for me to not tip them anything. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm going to I'm going to give them something. <laughs> okay. Well, I hate to break this up with you guys, but. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's time to take another break. So 
Whoa, Scott, honey. Uh, thank you, Jeff. We appreciate that call. If you want to hang on, we'll talk some more about it. And uh, if you want to give us a call back, we'll, um, we'll take another break, another breath. <laughs> um, we'll be right back on the Scott and Donna Show. Welcome back. You're listening to the Scott and Donna Show. Thank you for joining us. Our call-in number is 760-454-1134. And I think we're, well, we, were, we have been talking in the last segment about tipping and how, how you tip, how you like to see the people around you tip and things of that type. Are we going to continue with that, Donna? I think, that's, I think we have a lot that we can still talk about in regard to that. And thank you, Jeff, for calling and, and um, expressing your opinion on that. That's important. And I really, really am, um, am appalled at some people and how they mistreat the, um, the servers in some of our restaurants. And uh, one thing that I see them do, and you probably have as well, is uh, they uh, berate a server because of food preparation or something that has absolutely nothing to do with the server, but something that came out of the kitchen wrong or something that, um, you know, is absolutely not their responsibility or maybe it's their responsibility in a sideways way but it's not something that they did so it's not that you know they um, never came by the table and um, whatever so uh, let's talk about that let's talk about um, uh, bad food and if they get bad food or their order is not um, properly done and they take it out on the server certainly that's not right I mean they can't just walk away and uh, and not tip them anything that's just not right so I think we have Kay on the phone, and she is um, she's talking about re-tipping. No, it's regarding tipping. Oh, regarding tipping. Come See, on now, I need to Donna. put my glasses on, y'all. I don't have my glasses on. Okay, <laughs> re-tipping. What is re-tipping? <laughs> hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> that's another topic. We can use that, Scott. Okay. okay. So <laughs> the lovely Kay is on the phone. Kay, uh, what what was, what is your comment or or a question? We're here for you. Hi, Scott. Hi, Donna. I, I want to comment about tipping, and I heard Jeff's call about tipping. And he was talking about me when he was talking about <laughs> the uh, pistol that I wrote to, uh, to the manager. I want to explain that. We had terrible service. That was you? Was okay. Yeah, I, I, will, I will tell you, I'm, I'm glad you called because when, when Jeff, the last caller, mentioned that, I thought, I would like to hear from whoever wrote that epistle. I can't believe my good luck that you're now on the phone. So, yes, please tell us about this. Well, oh, yeah, I'll tell you. Well, first of all, I'm a business owner. If something comes wrong in my business, I want to know about it. And, and most people, when they go out to dinner, uh, a great part of the experience is service. It's more than just the food. If the food's great and the atmosphere is great, but the service sucks, you're not going to go back. It's going to be bad experience, and it was very frustrating for us. We were sitting there kind of, you know, fuming because service was so terrible. I was treating Jeff to dinner because it was a business thing and I wanted to do something for him, so I said, please let me treat you. So, okay, I was treating, so the bill came, and I thought, and I, it was awful service. Now, I only leave 20%. I just had to take my position to leave 20%. But the service was so bad, I left 10%. I shouldn't have even left that. And then I was a charge receipt. I thought, okay, I want the owner to know about this because if he doesn't know about it, he can't fix it. And if we were treated that poorly, other victims would be treated that poorly, too, and he needs to know that. So on the charge receipt, I wrote, I'm only leaving, leaving 10%, or normally I leave twice that amount, and here's why. And I went on to explain all the 
that were wrong with our service. And yes, I had to turn the mosquito over and finish writing it in the back <laughs> of the receipt because there was so much I wanted to say. But if I were, and I knew that the owner would see that because he had to push put that receipt through the um, the bank uh, in order to get paid, so he was going to see it. And there was no way that waitress could hide it from him. Now, if I were the, the owner of the business, I would want to know that I would appreciate knowing that. And I'm, I always want people to tell me things are going wrong in my business. So that's the story behind that. Uh, well, we're, well, I'm glad you called in so that you could at least attempt to justify your, your obviously very poor behavior. <laughs> well, I think this is a great example of the difference between how she perceived it as a woman and how he perceived it as a, a man. The, the interesting thing, Kay, you know, if you don't mind my saying, I believe you, you, you said at the beginning that you, you and you and Jeff, you know, have a have a, a romantic relationship, and you decided Not that anymore. for once you were going to treat him, and that's how it ended up. <laughs> right, right. Hey, and I want to say too that Jeff's perception of the service was, was his perception was it was just as poor. He thought it was awful too. And we were both talking about how awful it was. So, A, I'm not going to tip someone a good amount of money when the service sucks. And, B, I really think the owner needs to know that because that could hurt his continued business. So I, I felt like I, I shouldn't have even left 10%. Well, I think that maybe he um, he would never have written a note about it. That's what I mean as far as his perception was, okay, it's bad, we're just not going to go back there. But you, on the other hand, said it's right. bad, and as a business owner, this uh, restauranteur needs to know that um, that they, he's got a problem. So exactly. I think that's... It could drive business away from this restaurant, right? Absolutely. Okay, Kay, well, we appreciate that very much. We appreciate you calling. And uh, thank you for that, uh, for 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 um, clarifying that for us, you and Jeff. That's interesting. You know, we hopefully we'll get more of the stories between you and Jeff in the future. That'd be great. Now we've got another caller. Uh, this is Catherine from South Carolina. Thanks, Kay. Catherine, are you on? I am. Well, hi. Uh, what's on your mind? What would you like to talk to us about? Um, I have worked in the service industry for a number of years uh, before my current profession, and my husband currently works in the service industry um, in, in tips. And uh, what always amazes me is the bad manners of servers. There's no excuse for bad manners. You're right. There is that's not. what can get my gut. Yeah. I, I mean, it's one thing when you have a server that's new and you not know what's going on. You know, when the food comes out, it's not that bad. Or, you know, it doesn't taste as good as it should. But when, and I can get over all of those things. I am unable to get over bad manners. Well, you know, and that will affect it. I think that's a great point because a lot of the servers think that just because they are serving you, just because they are bringing you the food that you ordered, that uh, that they have a right to a tip, no matter how they behave. And I think that that's a very good point, Catherine, that, that uh, they do need to, to be cognizant of the fact that you are there for the dining experience, and it's their responsibility to give you a good one. And if they don't, your tip will reflect it. Does, do that, does that make sense? I mean, am I on the right track as far as what you're saying? Absolutely. You are. Did you have yeah. an experience recently or at any time that you wanted to share? about? Because that, that rudeness can probably take many different forms. It's just not coming back and giving you any more water, and you know you're eating a plate of sand. 
um, or it can be maybe something even worse than that. Did you have something in mind, or is that is that a general comment only? Uh, it's more general, you know, and it's not even some. It, it's the attitude that comes with it. If you're unable to get back to a table, and when you finally do, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to, you know, ignore you. I was caught up with this or that or the other. What can I get for you? Uh, but when they come back with an attitude and, you know, act like they're doing you a favor by pouring you some more water. Right. Well, it goes back to what and I said. I, I did have that happen this weekend. Well, that's just, that's crazy. Well, and I go, it goes back to what I said about responsibility. If it is, if it's something that they are responsible for as a server, and and they um, neglect it, then then that's one thing. But if it's something like a food preparation or um, the kitchen being slow and that sort of thing, they are not responsible for that. But they still need to show manners in how they handle it with you as their customer. Now, Catherine, let me let me try this one out on you. Um, I generally get service everywhere I go because I'm 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 uh, extremely sweet and extremely charming. Um, handsome, you forgot the handsome. But there there have been occasions where I haven't been getting good service. I've I've been ignored, and rather than the the plates being set on the table, they're almost dropped on the table. They throw them at you, Scott. They're and scared of you. Yet when they come over to present the bill, suddenly you know the the young waitress who has uh, been ignoring me and you know scowling at me the whole time <laughs> all of a sudden you know pastes a, file, a, a smile on her face and says thank you very much for coming and, and clearly it's only designed to get a tip and I always marvel at that moment to imagine that they would think that that those of us you know living out in the world can be so easily manipulated that we would forget an hour of, of total rudeness uh, and just being left alone at the table and all we would remember was the, the, the sweet smile on her face when, when she leaves the bill. That sweet smile has never changed anything for me if I've had a bad experience. Have you had that happen too, Catherine? I've had similar things happen and it, I can't ever remember a time I haven't left a tip. I tend to give the benefit of the doubt to people. Whether it is as good of a tip that I would have received had I had more appropriate service, you know that that's the question. But you know, I I I can't say I've ever left without tipping, and I don't think I've ever left without tipping at least fifteen percent. Now you and, you and it just comes back that I've worked in the industry, and my husband does, and I know people people have bad days, and I get that. You mentioned that I, th I think you said that your husband is is also in the. We keep calling it the service industry. Does that mean your husband is a waiter? Because I wanted to hear what a waiter says about the customers. Bartender. A bartender. bartender. Waiter. Okay. A bartender. And what what is what is his view of the customer? Because he would have you know sort of the opposite perspective. Um, you know, fortunately, where he works, he typically receives good tips. Um, it, it's it's unusual for there not to be. I will tell you that he's kind of the general opinion that when women are together, they tip less than men when men come in together. In That's group. not necessarily true, is it, Catherine? Mm. I don't think so. No, no. Yeah, not in my case, in your case, but yeah, I mean, but he has Some found people, that to yeah. be a, a pattern. Yeah, yeah that, that happens. Um, you know, it, it, the one thing that I think tends to bother him the most is when, you know, the people 
have the attitude. You know, they're the ones with the bad manners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the customer. And, you know, again, there's no excuse for bad manners, customer or server. I mean, you know, so that's that's the majority of it is for him, his frustration is when people do not treat him appropriately. Sure. You know, it, the tip doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, you know, it, if you're a jerk and you're tipped, you know, 50%, it doesn't make up for it. Not in his mind. You, you know, what we really end up talking about in this conversation is how we all treat one another in this world. And this is just, just one way of looking at that, I think. Now, we're going to... We're going to close the show in just a moment. I both really appreciate your calling, Catherine. Enjoyed talking with you. Sure. And, um, and I'd like to give a shout-out to my friend Jennifer, who's listening. Oh, okay. Well, we'll give her own little shout-out to Jennifer. Hey, Jen. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Catherine. Appreciate the Thanks call. Thanks for having me on. Thank, thank you. you. Well, thank you for making the Donna, Donna and Scott show, or Scott and Donna show, rather, a part of your Friday. We will be here every Friday at 1 o'clock Eastern. So join us next week, and let's, let's become friends together. This is on hearwomentalk.com. Join us again for more fun topics. Yes, and topics that relate to all of us. Save that number and call in yourself. Remember, it's our show. Scott's mine and yours, so let's make it happen. Next week, same time. From Myrtle Beach. You're Donna. Yeah, and you're Scott. So long today from the Scott and Donna Show. And uh, join us next week.